Your top stories on Blitz this hour. England reached 224 for four after day one at St George's Park. Sean Norris tied for the lead at the HSBC Championship. All the action from the Dakar Rally. A bumper weekend of football awaits. And excitement mounting ahead of Superhero Sunday. South Africa and England, who are appearing in their 500th away test, look to gain an advantage at St. George's Park when the two met in the penultimate test. South Africa's bowlers were made to toil after Joe Root opted for first use of a slow surface. England's opening pair of Dom Sibley and Zach Crawley put on their first half century stand together to guide the tourists through to lunch unscathed on a placid morning in Port Elizabeth. Centurion in Cape Town, Sibley wasn't done by Kahisoro Bada in the second session for 36. And Crawley went for 44. Caught by Rossi van der Dissen of the bowling of Unrich Melkia. A brilliant review after tea led to Joe Denley's dismissal. The 33-year-old trapped in front by Keshav Maharaj and sent on his way for 25. Rabada returned to the attack and ripped through Root's defensive push. Bowling! Oh, yes! It's not bounce, but perhaps a misread of length crashes into offside. Ben Stokes, who recently bagged the ICC Player of the Year award for 2019, and Ollie Pope took England to the close of play on day one with an unbeaten stand of 76 for the fifth wicket. Stokes is on 38, with Pope on 39. The pair will resume with England 224 for four in their first innings. Day two coverage between South Africa and England comes to you from St. George's Park in Port Elizabeth, live on your World of Champions. Not often does India get dismissed for a below-pass score and then have their bowling attack pummeled to all parts of a home stadium to be subjected to a 10-wicket defeat. This is what Virat Kohli's team need to pick themselves up from as they aim to level the three-match one-day international series against Australia. Saurashtra Cricket Association Stadium is the next battleground where India have won once in the two ODIs played at this venue. The odds are stacked against the home side who face many questions with concerns over their batting order top of the agenda. Kohli failed to make an impression after he dropped to number four with the inclusion of three usual openers in the top three batting positions. While India struggle to figure out their batting combinations, Australia have been firing on all cylinders. Both captain Aaron Finch and David Warner notched up centuries in the series opener and amassed the biggest ever first wicket partnership against India. After his immense showing in test cricket of late, debutante in the previous match Marinus Labuskagni will be itching to show his worth in the ODI format when he gets his chance in the middle. Should Australia keep their form going, their stronghold over India in recent times will continue having won four of their last five encounters. With the series on the line, India will need to make a massive step up, something they are not unaccustomed to. India have been 1-0 down in a three-match ODI series at home five times before and have won four of those, most recently against the West Indies. But with Australia's dominance in the first match, the pressure is on for India to keep the series alive. After claiming the first ODI, Australia will be looking to make it back-to-back -back victories over India when the second encounter gets underway. Be sure not to miss out. 
The opening match of the ICC Under-19 World Cup features South Africa. The hosts entertain Afghanistan at the Diamond Oval in Kimberley. The junior Proteas hold an unbeaten record against Afghanistan, having won all three of their previous meetings against the Asian nation, who shone in the last edition by placing fourth. In 2018, South Africa's youngsters recorded two wins and one defeat from their three group games and placed fifth overall after beating Bangladesh in the fifth-place playoff match. South Africa head into this edition with a mixed bag of results. They lost their first ICC warm-up encounter against Sri Lanka by 15 runs but concluded their pre-tournament plans with victory over Nigeria, while Afghanistan upset former winners England after losing to India. The hosts will look to the likes of Jonathan Bird and Bryce Parsons to inspire with the willow. While when it comes to the ball, Mondelik Malo and Gerald Kutsia will be the main threat for the host nation who are bidding to win the crown for a second time and first since 2014 when the side was led by Aidan Markram and inspired by the then up-and-coming quick Kajiso Robada. Cricket's future stars are in South Africa and the hosts open the Under-19 World Cup in Kimberley. The action will be on Supersport weather permitting. Pretty good playing conditions for the first Rolex Series event of 2020. Day one of the Abu Dhabi HSBC Championship presented by EGA. And this was a bulked up Bryson DeChambeau playing in his first ever Rolex Series event. His approach at the par 5, 18th. He's hitting the ball a lot further after a winter in the gym. Not everything went his way out there today. Didn't make the eagle there, did make birdie, and he has opened up with a round of 72, which is level par. Couple of shots better than that, Shane Lowry, who after winning this title in Abu Dhabi 12 months ago, went on to win the Open Championship at Port Rush, and that was a lovely par for the Irishman at the 11th hole. He was round in 70. Brandon Grace, who won last week on home soil, the South African Open hosted by the city of Joburg, rolling in a nice one at 18 for an opening round of four under par, 68, pretty much picking up where he left off last week at Rand Park. Martin Keimer has got a tremendous record here at Abu Dhabi Golf Club. He's won three times, and that was a beauty into 11 for the German round in four under as well which is four shots off the lead so Keimer in good shape Sergio Garcia was among the morning starters and Garcia round in 67 just the one drop shot that came at the 18th after that lovely birdie at the 17th hole Garcia stands five under par Brooks Kepka, the world number one back in action after a three-month injury layoff Following his knee problems, a bogey-free 66. Hugely impressive stuff from him. Hardly in trouble at all. That was a chip-in birdie at 17. But uh, in a tie for the lead with South Africa's Sean Norris, the 23-year-old Italian Renato Paratore. Both men shooting rounds of 64 to lead the tournament at eight under par. Still a cast that includes SA Open champion Brandon Grace and world number one Brooks Kepka are doing business in Abu Dhabi. The second round is live on your world champion Supersport.
playing a disastrous stage 10. Toyota Gazoo Racing's Nasa Latia and Mathieu Bommel needed to deliver something special if they were to have any hope of defending their Dakar Rally crown. They did just that in the penultimate stage, finishing second well ahead of overall leader Carlos Sainz to close the gap at the top of the standings to 10 minutes and 17 seconds. Today we really we pushed but it was really uh, not easy. Uh, yeah, now we try to 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 finish uh, second, you know, with Stefan, you know, because I am sure Stefan uh, he will push uh, tomorrow. It will be difficult, but uh, still we we will push until the end. It's never finish uh, until the podium. Um, I heard that maybe the stage will be shortened, so it's maybe good for us. Um, I don't know how it will be uh, tomorrow, the difficulty on navigation or the technicity of the piece, but should be still possible. So for sure we'll do our best to, uh, to still fight and keep this second place. Janiel de Villiers is fifth overall, Bernard Tenbrinker sixth, while Fernando Alonso bounced back from his dramatic role a day earlier to finish the stage at eighth and stand 13th in the rankings. It was not as scary, you know, when you crash at 250 or 260 in a Formula 1, uh, you know, if you roll at uh, 40 kph, uh, it feels like in a slow motion, but uh, uh, it has been a lot of talk about this role, because uh, today that I recover the network, I have like 60 SMS, you know, from all my friends, you know, if I was okay, so uh, it's sad, you know, that there are so much talk about this small thing and not enough talk about our performance, I think. With testing fixtures on the horizon and strikers rumoured to be on their way out, the big question is who are Chelsea in the window for this January? Fans at Stamford Bridge think there's one area in particular the club needs to focus on. Well, I might go for the left-back position. Chilwell if preferable, but I don't think he's going to go this, this season, I'm afraid. Maybe next year. Ben Chilwell because he always uh, helps to attackers or midfielders and then he can... Uh, quickly return back to help in defend. Chelsea have been repeatedly linked with Leicester City left-back Ben Chilwell and with Brendan Rodgers making inquiries over Manchester United's Luke Shaw, the wheels could be in motion to get that deal over the line. Hazard taking West Ham on, on, on and on. Astonishing. Absolutely amazing. But typical of the man. The problem has been at home breaking teams down. You know, three or four players have to be taken out of the team before you can open it up. Now, they used to have Eden Hazard around here. They ain't got him anymore. Closest thing, Wilfred Zaha. Very, very close to the type of player that Chelsea need to open that door, you know, against the teams that recently, the Bournemouth, certainly Southampton, exactly the same. Away from home, Chelsea seem fine, and most of the big games, okay as well. But in those sort of games, they need something special. So that would be the first thing I would say. Someone like Zaha. Zaha's hefty price tag might put Chelsea off and last press conference Lampard distanced himself from speculation linking the club with Lyon's Moussa Dembele. That transfer could all come down to timing given the injury to teammate Memphis Depay. I think really this last six months of the season where he's got to carry Lyon without Memphis is, is going to be a, a, a big time for him and that is probably the moment where, especially with that big Champions League doubleheader against Juventus, um, he can push himself over the top and make the wide Premier League interest in him because of course Manchester United have had a little look as well, turn into something concrete 
this summer. Um, but I think in terms of making something happen this January for Chelsea or anyone else, it's quite difficult. Whilst there's much still to do in the search for an attacking player, one outgoing looks to be confirmed. This goal appears to be Olivier Giroud's last in the Premier League. Inter Milan are in the closing stages of finalising a deal to take the Frenchman to the San Siro. And with Giroud out, there's room for new business to be done. West Ham United, who dramatically lost to Sheffield United in their previous outing, will look to avoid back-to-back -back defeats in the Premier League when they host Everton at the London Stadium. West Ham manager David Moyes, who took the reins on New Year's Day at the Hammers, faced one of his former clubs where he enjoyed 11 and a half years on the touchline with some success, but will need time at West Ham to achieve the same results. The one thing it's hard for a manager to ask for is time, uh, but I think to get it, for me to do what I'd done with Everton, I needed a little bit of time at the start to put my design down, you know, get a chance to bring players in and give them a chance to get ready, ready to where we're going to go. And uh, I hope I get that opportunity to do the same in the, the coming years at West Ham. Match day 23 in the Premier League has plenty of exciting matches. Manchester City take on Crystal Palace while Arsenal will be at home against Sheffield United. Liverpool will clash with Manchester United in what is the blockbuster tie of match day 23.